Welcome to Padmuchun, Armenian History Podcast. Pariyagak Padmuchun, Hayots Padmuchiana Podcaster. Hello and welcome, Pariyagak. Welcome back to Padmuchun. Glad, glad to be back. Thanks We're, for your emails and letters and messages. We really, uh, we really appreciate. And it makes us feel good that uh, you're listening, you're following. And we do our best to record as, as, yes. <laughs> as much as possible. Recently, it's been a little. It's, it's been a little difficult busy. recently. Yeah, and busy. But thank you, and thanks for telling your friends about this too. The more you get the word out, the more we uh, we hear from people, and that's exciting. Yeah, we we love the comments. <laughs> yeah. On uh, yeah, on, on uh, Apple Podcast or or uh, on Facebook, uh, so we're glad we have we have people listening and learning. And yes, yeah, well, maybe uh, maybe we should reintroduce ourselves. It's been it's been a while. If people forgot who right. we are. <laughs> Although I have to tell the the story. Maybe this episode will get a little longer. But we had a we had an event. At our, at our church, uh-huh. uh, and somebody came to pick up a meal, a pickup event, you know, pick yeah. up a meal, and then he, we got talking about, he, he visited Greece, he got interested in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Armenia as well, he uh, said, <laughs> interesting, you go to Greece and then you, you learn more about Armenia, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, he, we, we talked a little bit, and then he left, he came back about 15 minutes later, he said, uh, I said, oh, probably came back for more. <laughs> he said, uh, he said, no, uh, I recognize your voice. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> he said, you're the priest from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a celebrity, a celebrity listening. I don't know what you'd call it because nobody could see us. But yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I, pretty good. Yeah. I considered moving to L.A. after that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, nobody was interested. <laughs> nobody was waiting for, waiting for. <laughs> but we are, uh, we are glad that you're, you're listening. And, uh, uh, and, and as uh, you know, we, we, we are, you and I, we are learning. Yes. Peter, this is uh, for us, fun for us to yeah. learn together and explore and share with you. Yes, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot. Uh, I learned, I actually learned a lot today about St. Gregory of Nadek, our episode. Yeah. I guess we'll introduce the episode. Today's episode is about St. Gregory of Nadek or Surkrikor Nadekzi. Nadegatsi. Nadegatsi. Yes. Uh, Who some people may have heard of and some people might not have. Some Mm non-Armenians have may have heard of him. Yeah. Um, And we'll get to why a little bit in a little bit later. Just to reintroduce myself, I'm Peter Hajinian, and I'm here with my friend. I'm Father Tarios Barsegan, and I'm here with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't, we, why don't we start off, so tell us a little bit about St. Saint, Saint Gregory, when he lived in the mid-900s AD, so mm-hmm. about a thousand years ago. Yeah. And he lived in the Lake Van region of Armenia. Yeah, yeah, but, but uh, Armenian monk. Yes. Uh, yeah. Just a couple of weeks ago or so, uh, the Catholic Church, our brothers and sisters in in the Roman Catholic Church, they actually, for the first time, they celebrated the Feast of St. Gregory of Nautic. 
Oh, really? For the first time, it was included in their calendar. Ah. I believe it was in the month of, I believe it was February, last month. Okay. They celebrated uh, um, St. Gregory of Narek in the Roman Catholic Church. Wow. Now, you go to uh, Armenians and you ask them, <laughs> when do we celebrate St. <laughs> Gregory of Narek? <laughs> and they said they're waiting for the Padmachun episode to come out. <laughs> <laughs> But he's well known. Yeah. Uh, and he was declared a few years ago uh, by uh, Pope Francis uh -huh. as a doctor of the church. Yeah. Uh, global church, a universal doctor of the church. Yeah. Uh, there, are, uh, there are about 30 of them, these doctors. So not everybody makes the list. Yeah. Exclusive. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's, uh, it's like the Nobel Peace Prize of the uh, Catholic Church. Yeah, we, uh, we, we submitted our applications. For, <laughs> for, for, we haven't heard back yet. <laughs> but St. Gregory uh, is the only Armenian He's... monk or Armenian church father mm. that, is, uh, that is on that list. And he's the, he's, the, he's the latest addition to that list. Wow. Names like St. John Chrysostom. Mm -hmm. Names like Augustine, names like, I mean, it's really um, uh, fundamental figures in the Christian church are on that list. Uh, you know, those who have shaped Christian theology, those who gave us some important works. So St. Gregor of Narek is on that list, and primarily because of his uh, writing. Yeah. Uh, because of his work, uh, of the prayer book. Yes. Yeah. So... Uh, and uh, there are only two statues of Armenians in, in Vatican. Yeah. Right. And, and, and they're both Gregories, both right? Are, they're both <laughs> Gregories. Uh, one of them is... Uh, St. Gregory the Illuminator. St. Gregory the Illuminator. And second is uh, yeah. St. Gregory of Nautic. Oh, that's... That's, that's, very, that's very cool. I did not know that he is now celebrated so... Well, the Armenians will have to have a feast now about yeah, yeah, Saint I, Gregory. Well, all the saints in the Armenians. Armenians right. Every saint has a feast, right? Yeah. So there is there is a day. That we, oh, there is a day. I'm sure <laughs> all the, there is a day that we celebrate Saint Gregory of Narek. And usually, here is the thing: for us, uh, for us who are not saints, <laughs> right. We, we celebrate our birthdays uh -huh. for our, as a special day for us, right? For saints and for martyrs, the day they are celebrating is the day they die. Ah, their death day. The, their death day, yeah. Not everyone, of course, we don't know everyone's right. exact day when yeah. they die, but, but I think based on tradition, based mm. on uh, uh, what we know about them, they, uh, there is the celebration... Feast day is usually their day they die. They are their martyrs. Most of them are martyred too. Yeah. Most of them are killed and murdered. Uh, so that, that's the day of celebration. In, yeah. Not the birthday. <laughs> right. Well, that's interesting. That, that's, that makes sense because like St. Gregory, he was an orphan. And mm -hmm. his, he was taken in by his uncle who happened to be in charge of the Nautic Monastery. So mm -hmm. he was, we might not know when he was born. I don't think we know the exact date or we don't, we kind of know the year, but yeah. not exactly. Not exactly, we don't know. So you think, you know, a lot of these, a lot of orphans ended up in monasteries. 
Yeah. And our monasteries in the Armenian church are very important. I think, you know, most people don't know. They were the, yeah, they were the education centers. They were the schools, but they, you know, in in almost every Armenian city, you know, in in, uh, Anatolia, Turkey, Mm -hmm. Armenia, and the highlands, there's a monastery, you know, connected to it or tied to it. Yeah. And those were important centers for theology those are important centers for uh, heritage uh-huh. and for culture uh, m- almost all the manuscripts they come from monasteries yeah almost all they were made in monasteries the theology was developed monasteries mathematics science and everything so uh, everything was was uh, studied yeah in this monastery another ch- important figure that was orphan and, and grew up in a church in monastery that we had an episode earlier Gomidas. Yes, Gomidas. Which, think about it, it would be like taking the orphans in a community and sending them to the best schools, you know, the best best school, basically putting them in college and university Mm -hmm. as kids and then saying, you grow up here and we'll give you jobs here while you're here and everything. Yeah. Well, imagine if if nobody did that for them. We wouldn't have today. Yeah. Yeah. St. Gregory, we wouldn't have... Let's go back to the beginning, uh, right? He, as you mentioned, he was, he was orphan. His mom, he was born around, uh, around the area of Vaughan, and, uh, and uh-huh. his 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 mother died when he was young. Yeah. Then, uh, then his father uh, became a bishop after that, mm. right? Because uh, his wife died, so he was a priest, married priest, and then if your wife dies, then you can. You become Be, a high sur. You become a high sur. You become vartabed. You become celibate priest, and then you become a you become a bishop. Ah. So he became a bishop. Mm. Uh, his name was Hosrov, right? Mm-hmm. But then uh, he was uh, he 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 was in, involved in some kind of conflict with uh, with the church at the time, church leadership. Yeah. I should say, church leadership at the time, and he was exiled. Yeah. So there was nobody to take care of, nobody left to take care of. Uh, of Gregory. Gregory. And his brothers. And his brothers, yeah. Yeah, there was nobody. And then Khosrow's brother, yeah. uh, uncle, took care of uh, Gregory and took them to uh, to monastery. So he grew up in a monastery. Yeah. That was his life yeah. from a young age. Yeah. I mean, he probably started out sweeping the... You know, cleaning out the the church stables and and everything, and and uh, putting all the candles in there. Well, probably when he was little. <laughs> when he was little, but uh, not an easy life in a monastery. Yeah. I mean, uh, although it's good school and good education as well, and you have to like it. Yeah. You have to love it. You have to be committed. You have to love God, and uh, because there is, it's a commitment, it's dedication, and I think he, uh, and I think he had it, mm-hmm. and and he was, uh, uh, he dedicated his life to uh, to it. He he was a uh, he was a monk. He was a celibate priest. He yeah. was ordained, but he was never elevated to the rank of bishop. He was never head of a diocese. Yeah. He was never. Uh, he, he didn't have any role, leadership roles, and probably due to his father's reputation as well, but due to the conflict that his father had with the church leadership at the time. Yeah. 
so he was never so he withdrew just to the to Lake Van and, and he had his cell monastic cell and, and that's where he uh, dedicated spent his life so when, when he withdrew did he go to Sevanank the monastery that you can visit now was no that... he went to Van Lake Van Lake Van Lake Van to Vanavank there was no Vanavan there was monastery of Nadek ah so that's where his name Naregatsi comes from too. That's then he's from Gregory from Nareg. Yes. Okay. The monastery is destroyed, of course now. Yeah. But his cell, uh, uh, there was. Uh, they still claim that there was certain area on the on the mountain or on the hill, and there is a cell. Small. They claim that this is where Saint Gregory lived, and that's always just beautiful scene. I have a picture from inside of that. Just beautiful. You see Lake Van. You see the nature. You see the beautiful uh, creation. So I think that scene was inspiring for him too. Yeah. To uh, to write his 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 writing, his poem, his prayers. Yeah. It's a prayer book. So his whole life was just prayers, praying, and I mean, you can think what kind of scenes he committed. He was just by himself, and he didn't do any. What yeah. kind of scenes? But uh, but I think it's just inner struggle that he had, you don't have to uh, commit obvious sins in order uh, that people are oh, a sinful person, but everybody has struggles within themselves. Yes. We all, there is darkness. <laughs> yes. Well, he wrote two books. The first book was the Odes, mm -hmm. which were beautiful poetry. They were, it was prayers, but it was also, it was celebrating what he saw, mm -hmm. You know, in the how the place he was in Nautic, overlooking Lake Vaughan. Mm -hmm. So when you when you hear about you know he was in this monastery and the pictures I've seen, it looks beautiful, looks gorgeous. I mean, imagine the sunsets over the water and everything. Yeah. You can see how he would write beautiful poetry and odes to creation and odes to Jesus from that kind of a place. But you're right. Then he had the the second book, The Lamentations, which he wrote later when he was older. Mm -hmm. Did he write, do you know if he wrote Lamentations when he was young too? Or were, was, his, was his young, his young writing was mainly his odes? Was the I think Lamentation was the culmination kind of of his writing of main, uh, or, or maybe it took his entire, it's hard, it is hard to say exactly. He, from this year to this year, he wrote the book of, of, right. of prayers or lamentations, but uh, but he did he did not have a he did, he didn't live long either. He died young. Yeah. Uh, um, and some scholars they say uh, that he had some type of disease, some yes. kind of sickness that that's why he died relatively young. I think he was uh, fifty or sixty years old. Yeah. Uh, that he. Uh, he died young, but I think Lamentations was the book of prayers. Was he actually wrote some uh, sharagas, some hymns, church yeah. hymns too? And one of them is really, really beautiful. It, it is a, it's we call it in Armenian church we call it dag. Dag means uh, it's a special type of hymn that is uh, you know there are sharagans. Yeah. Uh, they are regularly sang in the church hymns. Dag is uh, is a little. Uh, special Sharagan and hymn that is only sang at special uh, times and feasts and prayers not often that we hear those and they are usually much more difficult yeah. to perform and much more difficult to sing uh, so he wrote a few uh, dogs as well a few Sharagans as well he had a beautiful 
beautiful writing, beautiful language. Yeah, very lyrical. Yeah. How, how common was it for monks to just write prayers and write hymns? Was it, was it pretty common or... I mean, he wrote a lot. The book, the book of prayer is yeah. very big. I, the English translation book I've seen, it's really big. I was going to read it for this episode, but I ran out of time because <laughs> it's, it's a large... There's a lot of prayers in there. He, he did a lot of, you know, did a lot of writing. Yeah. Was that common or it's hard to know how much, you know, survives, right? I think it, it was, uh, it, it's common in certain times. It was common when, uh, when monasteries are in relatively peaceful times or they were able to write, or they were allowed, or, or somebody uh, would sponsor them sometimes to write books because it was not, it was not cheap to, to yeah. write, a, write a book. Uh, so, um, and just sometime later, say, Nersa Schnorhali, around the same time, he wrote his prayers, he wrote his uh, books and writings. I think he, he, every, every, uh, at every age or time, we had a, we had a special talent. We yeah. had somebody who would write either the story of the time, either special events, or prayer books, special books like yeah. Saint Gregory, Saint Gregory of Nadek. But I think his writing is uh, is somewhat different from everybody else. I mean, Saint Saint Nersi Schnorhali, he he has he has the prayers uh, for twenty four hours of the day. He has other prayers that we have until now. And Saint Gregory's is just uh, we uh, people study it as a book, yeah. as a poem sometimes, uh, but for church, for faithful, for many other people, uh, and especially now, uh, people are that it is it is a prayer book. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is not like uh, you 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 read it to learn something, but it is for spiritual experience, spiritual uh, exercise. It is uh, it is a spiritual journey. That's why every every chapter. Starts a prayer with God from the bottom of heart. Okay. Of the heart, right? So yeah. that how that's how every, he starts every chapter. It's it's more like the Psalms. I heard somebody say yeah, the Psalms yeah, yeah. is like the original blues music. It's like people crying out, King David crying out to God about his problems, yeah. and that that's more what Saint Gregory was doing, that's was true. writing that kind of. It's that that, you know, cry from the soul, mm-hmm. you know. That that's more of his work, and that's also I think why it connects. It, it's it's not just he's not writing just to our means; he's writing to the human condition, and right. it becomes very universal. Right, right, exactly. That's a good parallel too. But Saint Prayers of Saint Gregory and, and Psalms, I think they're very similar. Yeah. Too, and you're right to notice to note that uh, it is not only for Armenians, but for he he mentions Armenia. Yeah. Only two times, I think. Yeah. Right? You know, he mentions Mount Arad, but he also mentions the cedars of Lebanon. Mm-hmm. He mentions Egypt. He mentions every other. It's not just book for Armenians, although he was Armenian. Yeah. Uh, of course, we have every right to claim <laughs> he he was a, he was a saint in the Armenian Church. He's uh, he was a monk in the Armenian Church. He's Armenian, but his writing, his life, his journey. Is universal. Is is a human journey. I I think uh, it's beyond national belonging. National beyond ethnicity. Yeah. It is. Uh, it is about a uh, Christian journey. It is somebody who is seeking spiritual fulfillment. 
Do you have a favorite uh, prayer, uh, the prayer book? It's hard to uh, it's hard to say. I, uh, there are some like ninety five is really there are numbers, right? Yeah, they're numbered. How high does it go again? What? How? What's the highest number? I don't remember. <laughs> it's a lot. I, the book is very very thick. It is. It is. It is. I mean, for some time, it was impossible to translate. There was a story how he was about to be translated into Italian. Yeah. And they asked a priest from Mahitari Monastery to translate it. And for it took 11 years to translate <laughs> the first. <laughs> the first prayer took 11 the first, years. The first, I believe, first few chapters or so. Yeah. Because the language is so rich, it's so beautiful, it's hard to translate. And it's in classical Armenian. Yeah. It's in classical Armenian. Well, that, it's hard he, to convey yes. what he's, what he's, his message. And, I, I mean, I, I had heard that when the Bible was first translated into Armenian, it was considered a queen, the queen of translations. Mm -hmm. Because the Armenian language had been around for a long time. And so it, it was very rich in vocabulary and, and everything. So it was, it's a, it was a very mature language by the time it got its own alphabet and was, yeah. began to translate things into it. Yeah. Especially his language, uh, yeah. uh, St. Gregory's language. Um, but also his style, uh -huh. that is very complex. Uh, it is also written as a as a poem. As a, so, when mm -hmm. you translate it, you have to keep that structure. Right. Uh, so I, I I have to correct myself. It was not eleven years, but Italian translation first prayer. Yeah. First prayer took three years. Three to years. Translate. Wow. <laughs> translate and then at, at some point I think it was uh, translated half some point and then later but it is not easy yeah to translate uh, here I, I first prayer the voice of sighing heart it sobs and mournful cries I offer up to you O seer of secrets placing the fruits of my wavering mind as a savory sacrifice on the fire of my grieving soul to be delivered to you in the censor of my will wow that's the first line of the first prayer. First, you, you read one line and then you have to... Wait a second. Yeah, it's I very to, dense. Yeah. <laughs> I, have to, uh, I have to go read that again. <laughs> uh, how does the... In, in, in classical Armenian, how does it sound? It sounds beautiful. Is, there's, a very, there's a rhythm to it and a, and a... There is a rhythm. Actually, one of the prayers... Mm -hmm. actually, few, uh, I believe uh, a few of the prayers are included in some of the services... Uh. In the Armenian Church, and they are sang in the Armenian Church. Mm -hmm. Here, I may sing for you if you, if you like. There is a yeah. service in the Armenian Church called rest service, and one of evening services. Uh, there, there is a hymn that we sing, and we kneel down before the altar, and we sing this hymn. That is uh, one of the prayers of Saint Wait, it goes beautiful him yeah so it that is very really nice. melodic too yeah yeah that was very nice that that was just one line of it there was just one line the first line so does does his poems and his hymns do they I know that you know during Lent 
People, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they come up a lot during Lent. Do they come up during Easter too? No, this service is done every day in monasteries. Yeah. This service, this service that, I, that I mentioned. Uh, uh, I think there are some hymns that he wrote there are for, uh, I think, during Easter, 50 days after Easter that we do celebration. So some of his hymns, some of his writings are included in the prayers. The prayer for healing in the Armenian Church mm-hmm. is from the Book of Prayers of St. Gregory of Nare. Mm. The main prayer for healing in the Armenian, healing service in the Armenian Church is from the Book of Prayers. I wonder then if that prayer shows up a lot in Himayals. Probably. Which which will be a whole other episode. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That's another episode. Interesting fact about St. Gregory of Nare. Yeah. Um, most of the saints, by the time when they became, usually it is after they, they die uh-huh. when they become a saint, right? Yeah. Or many centuries later. Uh, but uh, St. Gregory of Narek, it seems, based on the stories, based on uh, uh, history, based on the evidence of uh, the time, he was considered a saint during his time. Hmm. There, is a mon- there is a manuscript of 12th century. And in that ma- manuscript of 12th century, he is depicted as a saint already. This doesn't happen often. Yeah. This doesn't happen often in the Armenian church so, uh, and, and any other church. So it, it, is, uh, it, is, it is special. For about 800 years, there was no any translation of the book. Really? Yeah. yeah. For about 800 years because it was difficult to translate. But also there was this uh, idea that there are these special books sometimes, right? Yeah. That you have to read in a certain language. It is written for certain people. You don't, you don't give it away to others. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, that existed for St. Gregory of Nalek too. And later he was uh, explored and later he was translated into other languages. And today, it's hard to think of a language that he's not translated into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's wi- widely read is what I've, what I've he- heard about, yeah. you know, widely read. And especially if now he's now a church doctor in the Catholic yeah. Church. Yeah. It's a lot of people that will be hearing about yeah. him and hearing. Yeah. Parallel, another parallel for, uh, it is very similar also to uh, Confessions of Augustine. Yes, yeah. When it is again that cry out, it is that heartfelt prayer, it is the, the, the prayer coming from your heart, it is, it is very similar to that too. About, yeah, about the, about the human condition. Yeah. Songs of everything for the pure in heart, a testament of life, written for all people. Prayer 51. Prayer 51. It is for all universal appeal, mm-hmm. as, we, uh, as, we, uh, as we mentioned. But he was also a mystic theologian, trying to reconcile, bring that reconciliation between humanity and, and God, kind of trying to... Uh, uh, trying to achieve that mystical reality. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is impossible for me is easy for you. What is beyond my reach is grasped by you. What is hidden for me in my fallen state is within view for your supreme goodness. What is undoable for me 
is done by you. Prayer 57. Prayer 57. Wow. It is universal. It's timeless. Yeah. The work. That must be why he was so well... I mean, why he was considered a saint when he was still alive as the other monks, the other, you know... Are, the other monks in his monastery, but also the other monks in other monasteries must have been reading him and seeing that it was different, that yeah. there was something special going on there. Yeah, yeah. They were inspired by him, too. They were inspired by him. Does St. Nersus ever talk about, has anything ever come up with St. Nersus being inspired by him? or? He was not a historian. He didn't write about others. He didn't write about uh, uh, other uh, church fathers. or I don't, I don't recall any. Yeah. Uh, but others definitely wrote about, about St. Gregory Gnari. For a long time, and even now, and especially probably now, uh, the prayer book of St. Gregory of Gnari was considered to have healing powers mm. or uh, to protect especially children yeah. and those who are sick. Uh, there, was a, there was this custom among Armenians when a child is born, uh, they would put uh, the book of St. Gregory of Nautic under the child's pillow at night ah. so to, pr to protect him or uh, to, uh, to keep him safe and healthy. Uh, so uh, I, I think, uh, and now there is actually a medical uh, kind of uh, movement mm -hmm. in Armenia. Of course, it is... Uh, uh, it is some kind of therapy yeah. that they do in Armenia. It is called Narek Abuzutsun, which means healing, healing by uh, medical healing, or not, not medical healing, it is healing by, by Narek. And by Narek, they mean the book. Yeah. Sometimes they refer to the book as Narek too. So Narek hmm. Abuzutsun, healing by, by Narek. They, they just read the prayers. And, uh, but of course, there is truth to that because it is, prayer is healing. And if you, it's purifying, right? Mm -hmm. So it is. Uh, I think there is, there is, uh, there is truth to, uh, to that. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So that, so that's a, you know, like some doctors will say, you need to get more rest. Mm -hmm. You need to, you know, you need to just uh, take it easy for a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's doctors in Armenia that say you should go, go read prayers fifty through one hundred. Yeah. Take a little break. Yeah. But I think uh, healing starts from spirit. Sometimes, uh -huh. and if, and there are certain movements now. You know, when you think of, probably, I don't want to compare or anything like that. But uh, uh, when there is yoga now, right? If you think uh -huh. of yoga, it's not just a floor mat and you put, put your leg up or down. Or, yeah. But there is a lot of meditation too. Uh -huh. isn't it? Yeah. In the, besides yoga, there is a meditative movements too, contemplation. But those are all. The, 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 the prayers, I think, the, the movement of the spirit, if right. you will, right? And prayer is part of that. Mm -hmm. Prayer is another form, right? Uh, so uh, I think uh, St. Gregory of Narek uh, is, uh, is definitely, uh, can be considered as a uh, source. Right. Well, in that case, everybody should read St. Gregory of Narek. Everybody should. Yeah. Especially if, if celebrities, they know St. Gregory of Narek. Have you, heard, have you heard of the story of John Malkovich? I, I, have, I have heard it, but I want to hear it again. Well, when, when they, um, they had a special celebration dedicated to Aram Khachaturian uh -huh. in Armenia. 
Arnold Chaturjee is famous composer. Yes, the, right. he wrote the Saber Dance. Most Americans would he know wrote that the song. Saber Dance. Maybe they don't know the name. They they would recognize the. They recognize it. It is it is featured in cartoons. Yes. Anyway, when they were celebrating, it isn't it sad that this person he wrote a. You know, beautiful, compo- wonderful pieces, composer. Yeah. And the only piece you know is symphonies and operas. Tom and Jerry move. Tom yeah, and Tom and Jerry. Chasing them up. I remember that. Oh, it was in Jimmy Kimmel's show. <laughs> right. right. He, wrote, he, wrote, he wrote one of his operas or part of his symphonies is in 2001 a space odyssey there's a little part that has part really? of it in. yes so that that gives you a little bit more listeners a little bit better sense of what most of his art actually was <laughs> it was more opera and you know yeah. very ballet ballet and, and, yes. ballet and a beautiful piece anyway when they were celebrating his birthday his uh, his life and legacy in Armenia they invited a lot of people who, who were lovers of uh, uh, music and art. Mm-hmm. One of them was uh, John Malkovich, and uh, so he came to Armenia, and he was the one opening the events. I don't know what he has to do with all of this, but, but he was the uh, guest of honor. I, yeah. I, I guess, I guess. So when they were going over the program with him, they suggest he suggest they suggested that he would uh, perform some kind of a poem or something, his favorite, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and he said. Uh, He'll, uh, uh, they suggested maybe St. Gregory of Narek. Huh. And, uh, and they said, we'll choose a prayer, we'll build something easy for you that you can read. He said, oh, no, no, I'll, I, I'll have my favorite chapter from the book. Really? And he, uh, and he got up and he read chapter 94, hmm. uh, yeah, the opening of this, of this event. So that was his favorite chapter from the book of... Uh, Saint Gregory of of Nautic. So wow. it gives you an idea of these people are familiar. I mean, yeah. how uh, how how deep influence yes. and appreciation some people have for Saint Gregory. Those who know Saint yes. Gregory of Nautic. So he continues to inspire thousand years later. Yes. Well, that, that's a good point to say. Well, what does Saint Nautic, Saint Gregory of Nautic, mean to you? Well, Saint Gregory of Nautic to me is a. Uh, Daily inspiration, for example, during Lent, I, uh, I come to church every morning, I read the Bible, but also I read, uh, I try to read St. Gregory of Nautic, or, or uh, uh, you know, other times throughout the year. It is, uh, it is a source for spirituality, it is a source for deeper connection, it is a source for, uh, uh, to, to, uh, to help to help me strong, to help to help us and make us stronger as, uh, as who we are and our spirit, mm-hmm. uh, our spirit too. How about how about you and I? You know, I'm I'm a priest. I'm probably more connected to. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I haven't I haven't spent as much time with Saint Gregory of Nautic as you have, but it is inspiring to see uh, somebody who, you know, it is inspiring to see somebody who's dedicated their life to to writing these. Prayers and writing these hymns, and then to have you know, as somebody who writes for a living, I write ads, which isn't is nothing at all like a prayer. 
except for we pray that you spend money with us. Uh, you know, to see somebody who uses the same same skills that I use every day, but to connect with a very, very deep human condition and spiritual uh, spiritual angst and desire, and then for a thousand years later, people mm-hmm. still to be to be for people to read his words and to have the same feeling and connection that he had to understand that thing that he was his soul was expressing a thousand years later is amazing. Yeah. I mean things in in literature and in in writing can go in and out of fashion, in and out of style. Right. Things written five, ten years ago feel old to us now. Yeah. And so to have something that connected thousand years ago and to still connect today is is an amazing thing yeah. doesn't get doesn't it's get timeless right it's worth being celebrated and yeah. you know so or remembered and pointed out yeah. when, when was the first time you learned about Saint Louis? how did you learn about Saint Louis? Here I'm trying to think of how old I was I had heard I mean I had heard of him from church and I had seen the book my dad has a, has a copy of the hmm. book Mm-hmm. and looking at it but again it's a big book and you're growing up you're not really thinking I'll read that big book of <laughs> ancient poems that yeah, sounds like a thing to me like but you know as I get older and as you know I you know you start to look around for more things that connect with you know the human experience or help you express you know questions or things or you know what you're going through then it's important to have more of these things to reach out to I I wish uh, I wish you and many of our listeners they were able to read uh, books like St. Prayers of St. Gregory or other books I wish the other books there that that we were able to read in original language yes originally written because uh, translation is wonderful (laughs) but uh, it is still translation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is still not beautiful because it sounds much more beautiful than it is the original language. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's time for me to start my classical Armenian language classical lessons. Classical Armenian language. <laughs> well, I guess uh, uh, this uh, this kind of uh, uh, concludes our episode. Yeah. On Saint Gregor Nautic. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, please let us. If you have any comments or suggestions. Let us uh, let us know, and of course, uh, we hope that you, you will be inspired. Yes. Uh, and you'll go and, and, and find that thick book in your. Yes. Your, oh, let me let me check this. It's a thick book, but the the prayers are short. Prayers are short. So there you go. And and you can choose any prayer. You can choose you, any. You prayer. don't have to read the entire book at one time. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. All right. Thank you. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe.